Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hey guys, welcome back to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is your host, Janie Charlotte, and co-hosting with Russell Bruce. On this next episode, Russell and I, we're discussing balance. Yes, balance. Balance is so important in life um, because everything we do in life requires balance. And um, on this episode, we just talk about, you know, what that looks like and, you know, some tips Um, on how to remain balanced. Um, It seems like we have so many things in our plate and sometimes it feels like we just don't even have enough time to do it. But I think it's so important that we figure out what's priority in our life and we stick with those things. And the things that didn't quite fall into that list of priority, we have to let it go. You know, it's not that we can't, can't do some things that don't fall into our priority list, but we really should focus on the things that are most important. Um, So check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is Janie Charlotte, one of your hosts, along with Russell Bruce. Hey, everybody out there. Guys, it is so good to be here. Uh, We've been doing all kinds of things, but um, Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast is definitely one of our babies. And so uh, we hopefully we we haven't been neglectful. Um, So we are here to talk about balance um, on this podcast. So Russell is going to start us off. All right. So... We had this discussion and we were talking about balance. And a lot of times we talk about balancing the mind, body, and soul, which really kind of encompasses everything. But that would also include balancing your emotions, uh, you know, balancing your masculine and feminine energy, balancing your positive and negative energy, you know. So, but, um, you know, for the most part, you know, everything can probably be all encompassed in balancing the mind, body, and soul. And it's like not trying to be too lopsided. Like you don't want to be that person that, you know, just loves to work out so much that you spend four or five hours every day in the gym and you never get a chance to read a book or pray or meditate or develop yourself spiritually, you know, or develop your mind. And, um, you know, nor do you want to be that person that just turns into a bookworm and you never get a chance to go to the gym and your health starts to depreciate. Uh, nor do you want to be that person that's just, you know, just so spiritual that, you know, that you don't stay connected to the real world and you don't read up on current issues. Um and you don't work out and you don't take care of your health, you know, because we see people who are good people and, you know, but they probably pass away early because of deteriorated health. So we, we want to talk a little bit about how do you actually balance 
these things to get the most out of life because you really, you know, like what good would it do to become a millionaire and you have poor health? You know, you know, you probably want to travel, you want to do different things like that, but you never really get chance to to get out and enjoy wherever it is that you're visiting because your health is suffering. You know, so we want to talk about some of those things. And, and Janie, I think we could come back to you. Like, how does one say balance their emotions? You know, you wrote a great book on seven steps to mastering your emotions. How does one master their emotions? Yeah, um, so emotions is a big thing that we have to balance. And uh, in that book, I do give seven steps to mastering your emotions, gaining emotional intelligence and getting the best out of life. And basically, um, we have we have high vibrational emotions and then we also have low vibrational emotions. And it's very common to experience them all. Um, I don't know anyone that's never experienced guilt or um, sadness or doubt um, or um, any of those lower vibrational emotions. And then I know people that experience happiness and joy and love and peace. And um, you have to be able to balance those because if you if you stay and you linger in guilt and depression, that can really paint um, a reality for yourself, right? And we know that um, we can't always be up all the time. Um, so it's important to be able to balance those emotions. And I've learned that um, just as a mom, I have to balance emotions of every other people too that's around me. Um, so emotions is one of the big things that we have to balance. Um, what about uh, Russell? How do you balance um, being a father? Um, you know, being a a having a career. Um, you know, having a relationship. Um, and how do you balance those things? What are like some tips that you can give other men um, to stay in balance? Okay, that's that's a good question, actually. Um, my, situ my situation is a lot easier when it's, uh, I think when I decided to stop spending a lot of time doing things that really didn't matter you know a lot of times you have to look and see what you spend most of your day doing most of your week and then you have to ask yourself in five years where is this going to lead to right so you know it, it's like i've read somewhere i can't remember where i read it but i've seen it actually a couple places it was just saying that you should spend the majority of your time doing things that are going to give you the results that you want. So it's like, I, I have an idea of what I want my life to look like. So those things that don't fit, you know, in that paradigm, I tend to spend less time or no time at all doing. Mm. Um, 
I think we had a conversation not too long ago. Like I've read up a lot on the lives of centenarians, like people who live to a hundred. Cause I'm kind of fascinated by it. Like what are some of the keys to longevity to living a long, you know, prosperous and healthy life. And one of the things that always stuck with me, you know, like a lot of these people toward the end of their lives, if you ask them, like, what would they do over? The ones that were most happy would say nothing because they did those things, but the ones who were not happy, it was always, they would want to spend more time with their loved ones and doing things that were more pleasing to the soul, right? Mm -hmm. So as a dad, I never wanted to be that person who at the end of my life, I look back and I said, I wish I spent more time with my children. Like I, I learned that early on and I think I was kind of blessed, you know, to kind of wait a little bit before I did. So um, learning how to balance time, right? Because some things we, we can't do over. Oh, of course. It's like time is life, right? So it's like you don't get like like the last hour that passed. I don't get that back. I don't get yesterday back. Like once it's gone, it's gone, you know? So it's like we have to make the best out of each day. And I think as time goes along, I'm starting to learn more and appreciate being present more mm-hmm. because it's uh, – because really, that's all you have, because you can't spend too much time worried about what's going to happen next week and two years, even though you kind of you kind of plan, you know, for the future. But if you if you don't live for today, there is no future. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. today, your, your future self will appreciate what you do today. Yeah. You're doing things to try to get there. So you know, as far as parenting, I want to spend as much time with my kids as possible, being present. Both of them were athletes, student athletes. So a lot of time, you know, helping them to develop as athletes, helping them to develop as students, doing homework with them, going swimming after school, praying with them at night before they went to bed, waking them up, cooking breakfast for them. So it was like, I was very, very present in their lives mm-hmm. but personally I spent a lot of time reading you know like in the evenings I would do a lot of reading and research on spiritual and mental things to keep my mind sharp and to keep my spirit sharp because they were relying upon me for knowledge wisdom and information right so mm-hmm. it's like I had to make sure that I was continuing to grow in order for them to grow. Cause a lot of times, you know, they may not listen to what you say, they see what you do. So I had to be an example. So I would spend a lot of time, you know, being present, you know, and then also being present for myself, making sure I, I got that quiet time, you know, for myself and to meditate and to commune with the most high and be able to, you know, pass that information down. So, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about how uh, there's so many things that we do balance, right? Um, 
and you just think about how you wake up every morning and you have to make sure your kids are okay. And then you may have to be at work at a certain time. And then you have to be productive at work. You have to do the things that you you're there to do. Um, and then now we're needing to balance our health and we're needing, we're needing to balance our, our emotions and our mental stability. Um, and then we need to get to the gym and then we need to be creative. We need to produce things that come out of our own work. Um, do you feel like um, people are overwhelmed trying to get to balance? Or do you feel people just get to one spot and say, hey, this is all I can handle right now? I think the people that have the most success with balancing their lives are those people who learn early on or quickly what their purpose is or, or what it is they really want out of life. I think those people who just are kind of like the sand that blow whichever way the wind blows, those people I think have a pretty difficult time and are probably having a very difficult time right now with what's going on in the world, you know, being quarantined and locked down without any notice. You know what I mean? Because it And that's of, a balance in itself, like not, you know, like taking time to not be so engulfed in the news and uh, what's going on in the world and taking that that uh, that mindfulness time. That's also a balance. Um, I think for a long time, just the world was just going, you know, 90 miles per hour. And I think we were forced to stop. We were right. forced to balance it, um, which you and I had a conversation. That's what karma is all about. Karma is all about balancing the wrongs and the rights. You know, that's that's what it's about. So let me ask you a question, because it's like I get a front row seat into your world and you seem to be very intentional about every minute of every day and every move that you make. You're probably one of the most methodical people I ever met in my life. It's like you put a lot of thought into some of the things that most people think are simple. But uh, how do you approach a 24 hour day and intend to balance it and keep it all together. You're a mother, you know, you have somebody special in your life now, and you seem to always find a way to be present. You know, your career is like, you just seem to have it all together. You always have a smile on your face and a song in your heart. How do you manage that 24 hours and keep everything intact? That's a good question. Um, I just know what is important to me. It's like, I have my top, you know, three to five things, um, in a window and that's it. And the things that fall in that window, I, I pay a lot of attention to it. And the things that are not in that window don't get my attention. Um, first of all, just keeping my mind, uh, very peaceful and free. I don't watch the news. I don't watch television. I don't watch reality shows. I don't, you know, I don't spend time. I don't have idle time. I spend no idle time just doing that. When I want to relax, 
I'll sit in a quiet, I'll lay in my bed, I'll sit in a quiet room, I'll take a nice long bath or a nice hot shower, but I, I don't just binge watch television. So I don't put time into things that cannot help me. That's number one. So my mind is very quiet and peaceful. Um, I, I do have, you know, God at number one, I have my family number two, and then I have work number three and everything falls into that. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I, I'm very purposeful in everything that I do. Um, it could be a simple thing as a lunch. Um, I am very intentional about that lunch. You know, is this, is this something that I need to invest that time in? You know, if, 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 is this a friend that I need to, they really need me? You know, I could tell there's something going on. Okay. The spirit is telling me I need to go to lunch with him. I go. Um, otherwise, I'm not really spending a lot of time on unnecessary things. Um, I get a lot done because my energy is literally, my thoughts are on those top three things. So my relationship, my kid, everybody's good there. I'm good. I'm good with God. God in me is good, right? My work, my purpose, the things that I'm doing to put out to the world, the mission that I'm here is good. Everything's good. And I get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. I cut off my work day, literally five, six o'clock. I'm not working all night. Um, and I really have a lot of quiet time. So I'm very balanced. I work out. I love my workouts. Um, I try to eat healthy. I drink a lot of water. All of that plays a part. It really, really does in, um, in just keeping your mind focused, staying on the task, I'm not, you know, um, I'm not taking in the drama of other people often. I don't talk to a lot of people every day. I talk to close friends and family, you know, often. And I try to help those people um, that, I'm, that I'm guided to help. Um, but I don't allow it to take over my energy. I'm very protective of my energy. And that works for me. So... In your practice, you know, like once again, we're talking about, say, mind, body, soul, right? So in your practice, when people come to you with, say, physical ailments or even mental ailments, how big is the spiritual aspect in mental and physical ailments? Like, for example, like a lot of times, even in relationships, illness or whatever, you hear people talk about everything and they never really talk about the spiritual aspect. And we're not talking about religion. We're not. Right. About we're just talking about pure spirituality, regardless of what your belief is. Like, mm -hmm. we're just talking about your connection to the most high God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. This. Can you speak on that? Yeah, so um, 
we, we create the body that we're in with our mental thoughts. So our thoughts and our mind create the body, okay? So in practice, right, you, you, you have people with a lot of physical ailments. And usually um, it's, it, the main root is always spiritual. Um, and he said, we're, we're spiritual, not religious. And spiritual is really just knowing that God is within you, all right? You are a part of the, the bigger energy in the universe that flows through everything. And that, that, that universal energy is love, right? So that's really what that is about. So if, if that's the main energy and you have a physical ailment in the body, right? A lot of times issues go un, unhealed for a very, very long time in the body. And when energy, when that God energy, when that love cannot flow through the body, it causes a backup or it causes a blockage or it causes something where that energy cannot flow, right? Um, and sometimes it's rooted in a lot of emotional and mental issues. Um, it could be guilt from a, you know something that happened a long time ago. It could be some form of childhood issue, wound, injury that was never healed, never talked about. And usually once you start to heal all that and you start to let go all of that emotional drama, energy just starts to flow in and you start to feel lighter and then you you heal. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, we're very, we're very self-healing. And so that is, that is the balance, right? Um, it is about balancing emotional, mental, and physical, because um, until you can clear the spiritual and emotional or mental issues, the physical body won't heal. Um, it's incredible just how many things and how many people I've talked to. Uh, and like I said, healing always goes beyond the physical element of why that client comes. Uh, when we start pulling back the layers, we realize there's a lot of stuff there that just has to be released. So it is balanced. It, it, it balances. Um, and that was a big, I mean, among a lot of things why I wrote Seven Steps to Mastering Emotions, because that has to be mastered. Um, if you're harboring childhood uh, anger to your mother or your father for things that they may not even know, you hold some resentment. You know, your your father never attended any of your sporting activities and you're just that's deep and it and is deep and you never talked about it. And it's just there. Right. And and something will trigger you. You will get triggered and you don't even know why. And the person that you go off on don't even know why. So it's important to um, to for us to, to bring all that out in the opening so that emotionally you could heal and then physically you could heal. And sometimes you may never get the answer to that. Like you may never get the answer why your father didn't attend your, your sporting activities, right? But you at least know why you walking around angry. And then you can begin to heal because healing is for, 
for you. It's not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. Wow. <laughs> and I'm sitting here listening. We, we, we've talked about this before because that my life went down that path. I remember listening to Michael Jackson when I was younger, how he talked about how Joe Jackson had never threw a ball with him before, you know, or told him he was handsome or anything like that. And it had a major impact on him, you know, and I'm not sure if he ever really properly dealt with it, but, you know, I was a product of my parents splitting up when I was an infant and I went a period of time where I didn't see my dad, even though, you know, I was a pretty good athlete, team high school goes to the state championship. I played local college ball and, you know, you know, I appeared on television several times and my dad, was, he wasn't at any of my games. He wasn't at my little league baseball game or anything like that. We developed a relationship later on in my thirties, but during that time he wasn't there. So, you know, as a young man growing up, you know, I had holes, you know, in my heart that I needed to fix, but I knew I needed to fix them. And I did go out and, you know, I read books. I bought a lot of books on like self-help books, things on psychology and things like that to help, help me understand what I was dealing with, you know, but the thing is a lot of times people, I think, you know, you're faced, faced with that decision where you can get bitter or better. Exactly. I was one of those that was like, I, I want to be better. And and you, you were, you had enough self-awareness to know that. It's so many people that are not self-aware that that is the reason why they're angry or that's the reason why they can't maintain relationships or that's the reason why there's so much toxicity or discord in their life. There's something deep down that that they're hurting from. And um, you were just self-aware to know that, that, hey, I, this is something I have to, I have to clear. Because if you don't clear that energy, it gets deeper, it gets harder, it gets denser, and then it, it, it festers and, and it turns into disease. It could turn into disease, cancer, weight gain, um, ailments, pain. I mean, just a whole bunch of things in the physical body. And then, you know, once you start to heal all that stuff, it is like miracle. Things just, the body just starts to heal because you, you got that flow of energy, which is love, right? Because at the end of the day, you talked about um, your, you, your dad, right? Never really going to those activities. And why would you really want him there, right? Because for you, it, it, it would have made you feel a certain way, right? Well, as a young man, I think that um, young men are a little different, right? So young men tend to respect power. So like in the neighborhood, we tend to gravitate toward the guy who's the strongest and things of that, and he kind of becomes the leader. So guys kind of tend to take the lead from him. That's like if there's no strong male figures around, right? So, but a lot of times it's a confidence thing, right? 
So So you, you feel like your dad being there help would have helped build you confidence or well, well a lot of times, like for example, like one of my buddies, like my buddy Jim Brown, who talked me into playing ball, his dad would show up at all the practices and you know, they kind of adopted me and would take me to other high school games, college games, you know, if I need seeing if I needed a ride, things like that, right? Yeah. And that I always was impressed by and looked up to and, you know, like, wow, that's cool to have a dad like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of adopted me somewhat, you know, as his child, and he would talk to me a lot, you know, like after practice, after games, things like that. So as a young man and you're out there battling on a field or whatever, to know that you have somebody out there that has your back, you know, I think it kind of gives you a little bit more confidence to go harder, stronger, you know, and a lot of times, you know, it's, if you don't have it, you know, you kind of play with a chip on your shoulder, you know, because, you know, uh, this guy had a dad, you know, I'm going to show him, you know, that I don't need one. So it's like, you end up with all these different emotions and things. Well, it's almost like a void, right? It's like a void. It's well, like, it, it, it's definitely a void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely need their fathers because it's like, like, for example, here, here's a good one, right? So a lot of times you have situations where young men are raised in single family homes where it's just the mom, you know? And when they have conflict, the only way they know how to deal with conflict is how they seen their mother deal with conflict. And nine times out of 10, women deal with conflict emotionally. All right. So it's not always a good thing for a man to deal with conflict emotionally. Like, like right now we see it playing out a lot right now with police, right? So a guy gets stopped, you know, if a good father, like I teach my son, you know, to be smart, be wise, you know, you're not going to be able to defeat a cop. You're out there in a the dark road by yourself. There's two or three cops out there. Put your hand on the steering wheel, say, yes, sir. And you deal with him in court. You're not going to deal with him out there one on three or him with a gun or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So a man would, would teach young men these things, right? Mm-hmm. And then the kid who did not have that male figure or the father around to teach him how to act in different situations, you know, not just with police, but with women or at the job or just with their friends or whatever, you know, you teach them scenarios and how they should handle themselves, you know, as a good man, not just, you know, some rough and tough stuff or whatever, but this kid who's, raised say by a an emotional mother and he acts emotionally with the police right instead of him putting his hands on his will he's he's being a little bit defiant like a woman will stand up to a man sometime toe to toe knowing she can't physically beat him she'll try to beat him with what her mouth or her tongue mm-hmm. and now you see some of these young men out here in situations that they can't win and they're trying to beat them emotionally with their tongue and they don't get to see their day in court and you see these police show up at court but this kid's dead and he's vilified in the media and everything else so a lot of times 
you know, it's, it's because that father wasn't there. So those are the kind of voids, you know, that father missing that leaves that kid unbalanced. <laughs> you yeah. Know yeah. For one, sure. more, one more thing. A lot of times it could be a generational thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it, it's the spirit that follows that bloodline and somebody has to be the shifter that changes it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I knew I was different. You know, God put something inside my heart as a young man. I knew I was different and I knew something was wrong and I knew that I had to fix it. So I went out and sought information. I had probably about 50 mentors that didn't even know they were my mentors. Mm -hmm. I would listen to a lot of lectures. I would go to lectures. Mm -hmm. I would purchase videos of strong black male figures to to get guidance from you know how do you treat a woman you know how do you deal with conflict you know what role do you play in your community in your family like how do you raise children properly yeah that masculine balance you know um I would also wonder about I mean I, I think also just in the situation right like the dad not being there um about validation and acceptance that's big from from the masculine side because i i think this is why so many young men are like in the streets and get caught up in gangs because they they get accepted you know from other male figures when i think that validation and that acceptance should come from the father because you know the father is like you said it's like as a man, it's, it's something with the power thing, right? But when your father just kind of accepts you and validates you as a man, is something about that. Oh, it's, it's very special. And it's not just with men, it's with women too. Yeah. It. It's like- That's true, that's true. Men validate their daughters as well. Yeah, because- Fathers that validate their daughters, yeah. That's right, because the father is really the first person that can accept in or reject you. Yeah. You know, nine times out of ten. In in healthy situations, in healthy yeah, yeah. nine times out of ten, the, the mother, you know, is, is present and loving of that child. And um, but that father is that one that can reject them. A lot of times you see you know, people just disappear. Like some people don't even know who their father is. You know what I mean? And and that's, you know, that's so important in balance. It's so important in balance because you could walk around too far in your masculine or too far in your feminine um, trying to overcompensate for something you didn't have. And we see that playing out every day. Mm-hmm. every day so that's that's another thing we could speak on that like the balance of masculine and feminine energy you know and not just talking about male and female relationships so to speak within an individual like you know most psychologists will say that 80 percent of men are masculine 20 percent are feminine you know 80 percent of women are feminine mm-hmm. 20% are masculine doesn't mean that they're bisexual homosexual anything of that nature we're just talking about the masculine and feminine nature because you have some people yeah. who are 
asexual. You know what I mean? So yeah, those energies exist. Both energies exist right. in us. Yeah, right. and we have to we have to balance it. Right, and a lot of times it gets socialized within the household, within the community, depending on what kind of community they live in. You know, like I I grew up in in the project, so it's like there was like just a thousand people to play with, you know, that we were all in the same boat. So even though there weren't a lot of fathers around, there were a lot of young men, you know, just a lot of that masculine energy running around. So we kind of, you know, if you went outside, you had to play ball, you had to learn how to play the dozens, you, you had to learn how to stand on your own. But there were, you know, a lot of men as far as sports and things like that. So a lot of times the coaches, there were a lot of good coaches that we all had growing up in my neighborhood that, um, you know, acted as good role models, father figures. Like I was blessed to have my uncle present, my mom's brother. You know, he, he would spend a lot of time coming by the house, talking to me and my brother because he had sons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was blessed in that nature. Uh, you know, to have him around, my grandfather, you know, on my mother's side would come through a lot. So, you know, I, I did have some male figures in my life. And, um, you know, like my uncle actually ran the teen lounge and everything there. So, mm-hmm. so I was blessed in that nation. There was still a lot around, but you have some situations, say a kid grows up in the suburbs with just his mom, not a lot of kids to play with. And he has two sisters and he's seen them put on makeup, wear dresses. And, you know, it makes it a little difficult for him to really grow up with that masculinity unless, you know, it's like their community or he's engaged in sports or what have you, you know, he might be a little timid or or what they call soft. Mm. So it's, it's, so, it's balance of energy. Yeah. So we, so, you know, clearly we have to balance those energies, uh, masculine and feminine. And we talked about balancing our relationships and work and, you know, being a parent. Um, what are some other things that we have to, I was just sitting thinking how even in the body, your body has to be balanced. Like all of your electrolytes have to be in balance. You know, your potassium level, your magnesium level, all of that has to be in balance. And when it's not, your body goes crazy. Something has to give. What is it? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, 12 hours a day and 12 hours of night, right, to balance. So um, this whole podcast is really just to kind of bring some enlightenment to let everyone know that um, harmony is very, very important in life. Being balanced is very, very important in life. Um, without balance, and if you're too far to the left or too far to the right, you're gonna have to, that pendulum is gonna swing back and you, you're gonna eventually have to balance it back out. So try every day to stay in balance, you know, do a little bit in each category is my philosophy to, to stay in balance. Um, any other tips you have, Russell, before we wrap it up? No, I think that kind of sums it up, you know, yeah. not forever. Cause it's, 
just balancing everything, the universe. It is. And it's work, right? It's it's work. It it doesn't just like, you know, everything's dusty and chaotic and then it doesn't just fall on the ground and then it's, oh, it's perfect and balanced. No, like you have to work at balancing your life every day, every single day. Yeah, you know, it's, and once again, you mentioned energy. It's all about maintaining that frequency. We you can't be all over different wavelengths. You kind of have to kind of get in your lane, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and flow as much as you can. Um, so that's pretty much it. That's all I have. And um, we just want to say that it, we're great to be back. We were uh, on vacation and we had a wonderful time doing that because that's a part of us being balanced. It, you know, we have to um, unplug and take the time that we need to reset and realign our goals and decompress and do all the things that we need to do to stay in balance. But it does feel good to be back, you know, podcasting. It really does. Um, I wanted to mention Bridge to Healthcare, a nonprofit. Uh, Bridge to Healthcare is going to be amazing. We are we are accepting donations. Um, you can go to bridgetohealthnow.org and make a donation. Um, this podcast is going to be a part of that. Our health pillars are physical health mental health, spiritual health, and relational health. So we have a lot, a lot of things planned so that we can bridge the gap. We want to be able to provide programs and services and access um, to to everyone, to healthcare out there. And so Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast is a part of that right now. Um, So... Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast is inspired by love, God, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, energy and vibration, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energy, and all things of the heart and soul. We appreciate you guys. Um, Definitely check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Um, of course, Anchor, our podcasting platform, the main one, but we are on all podcasting platforms. Um, Russell, anything else? All right. So Russell's muted because <laughs> he came out and came back in. So I don't know if he's at me. Yeah, something happened <laughs> with my connection. I'm sorry. I'm all right. All right, guys. Yeah. Take care. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you guys later. Take care. Have a great day.